Hello, welcome back to the Cinema of the Podcast. My name is Simcha Klein, and this is the 50th episode. Um, technically on Anchor, which is what I use to um, record this, um, there is an option to have like more than one season or more than one, like when you release episodes, an episode number and a season number. And originally I had thought about doing year by year, season by season, um, and then the first year anniversary passed and I forgot. So I figured that since this is episode 50, this would be the perfect time for a season finale. Not that I plan on going on break anytime soon, don't get me wrong. Um, But I figured, why not? So 50 will be the last episode of season 1, and then next week will be the first episode of season 2. I'm not really sure the necessity for having a season break like that, but it seemed a good time as any. And if The Simpsons can do, you know, 30 season finales without any changes... Why can't I? Um, speaking of finales, I'm in the middle of finals week. I have completed three finals as of now, which means I have three to go. Um, or at least three classes to do the finals for, because one of them isn't a, a final, it's a final scene for my drama class. Um, but it's very, I don't know, it's very, like, I've, I'm not as stressed as I thought I would be, and I feel like I'm not as stressed as I should be. But... I don't know, it feels very false, because my perception of time is very warped, considering I operate on three different calendars between, well, four different, really, but the college calendar, there's two endings to every year, so now it's just the first ending of this semester, but these classes are done, so it's different, and then my work calendar, which goes with the school year, starts in September and ends in June, so when people say last year, I have to ask them if they mean 2020 or last school year and then you know the regular calendar from january through december and you know also the jewish calendar but to be honest that doesn't have as much weight on my life i don't really plan things according to the jewish calendar it's just a way to um keep track of holidays and events and anniversaries and uh and birthdays and you know anniversaries of death and whatnot because you know as a jewish person i do have two separate birthdays i have my hebrew birthday and my english birthday um you know past your bar mitzvah your hebrew birthday doesn't really have much standing but it is a part of my life however not major um but yeah no so i'm in the middle of finals week i actually just finished one right before well i just finished a final project right before recording this um speaking of not only did I officially change my major from education to English, um, I also officially got cleared by the health group, which was also a finality of sorts, um, because it was the Thursday before the Hanukkah break, and the secretary told me that I, that they can't, I can't fill out subforms for them because they can't hire me anymore. Because I was officially hired by the health group, although I didn't get cleared until Wednesday evening, so I wasn't paid for Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday for this past week. But it felt like I was graduating, but my friends hadn't yet. Like, I was leaving, and they were all staying behind, even though I was still working in the same building, so the same hours, mostly the same kids. But I just wasn't a part of that community anymore. I mean, like, it was already a little bit different, because I wasn't an official teacher. I wasn't on pay- their payroll, so when they gave out... Uh, Hanukkah bonuses, I didn't get one, um, but I was still, like, like, when the teachers had a luncheon, I ate by them, 
like when the other office staff who I'm not really supposed to be talking to because they are single girls and I'm a single guy and the school doesn't want to foment that kind of environment, even though who else am I supposed to talk to, eighth graders or the 30-year-olds who are married, or at least 30-year-olds who are married and half of them were my teacher. Anyway, um, but like when I was talking to them about like the teachers who we don't like, um, like it was just a community and now I'm leaving that. Now granted, again, it's the same job and the money is better. I don't even know if I have like health benefits, but that would be nice. Um, I don't know. It just felt like a glass wall was going up around me. And then we went on an extended weekend, so I was just stuck with those feelings and not able to see how it would affect me in practice. Um, granted, this week, what like everything was normal. Yeah, it was just like slightly removed, but I think I got over it pretty quickly. Um, and in the high school, we finished Lord of the Flies finally. Um, cause during the Hanukkah, when there wasn't break, they still had early dismissal, um, A, as a part of the holiday, and B, because there's, for those who don't know, on Hanukkah we light candles, and there's a certain time by which you're supposed to light them, so they would let out early so that kids could get home in time to light, um, which limited the amount of periods per day. And because it was important that they didn't miss a day of math, it meant they missed a week of English. So I wasn't working there for a week. Um... So we finally finished Lord of the Flies, and I did come to the realization that technically there isn't a textbook that I have to follow, but at the same time, the parents and the administration want to see progress. Like, we can't read the same book the entire year. Um, we finally finished Lord of the Flies. I don't think I'm going to do another paper on it. Um, granted, you know, I have to think about timing with midterms and whatnot, um, but... I want to start a unit on grammar and writing skills um, because I had some parents talk about it and, you know, some kids could definitely use it. And then my principal mentioned something. Um, so I definitely want to do that this week. Um, that being said, I have thought about the next book we're going to read. I was going to do 12 Angry Men. Because that is slightly shorter than Lord of the Flies. It's slightly less of a weird, weird quote-unquote book than Lord of the Flies. You could get a lot more participation from kids because each kid could read a different juror and you switch jurors every day type of thing. Then Lord of the Flies, which only had one reader. And then, you know, I had one or two parents and a few students deliberately asked not to do Lord of the Flies. Um, so I thought maybe do The Island of Dr. Moreau which stays on that dark theme. You know, Lord of the Flies is what happens to civilization when there's no laws to govern it. Which is Lord, the island of Dr. Moreau, which is what happens to scientific inquiry when there are no laws to govern it. Uh, and it's much shorter than Lord of the Flies. Um, and then I found a book called, I believe it's called Everyman, um, which kind of deals with certain human concepts, personifies them, embodies them, and then deals as if they were like people which I read about on one of these, like, 25 books all high school should read or whatever. And it's sure I do have to proofread it because I have a feeling it's going to talk about lust in there, and I cannot read that for a religious group of ninth-grade boys. Um, 
But if it doesn't, then I might be able to read that because that's also pretty short and it's a play. I do want them to be reading plays this year. Um, and if not 12 Angry Men, then I'm not sure why. Death of a Salesman is too mature. Maybe two is just Mori, although that only has two characters. Like, I want a play, and I want it not to be so long, and I want multiple characters. Like, maybe do for one more day another um, Mitch album joint, but I'm not sure. I can't do the Glass Menagerie. I can't do the Color Purple. I can't do, um, like, I don't know. There's just a lot of things I can't do with them. Uh, a, because they're ninth graders. B, because it's a very religious school, and, like, I fully understand that, and I have to work within their parameters. I pointed out to my boss, I was like, you know, technically, like, I wonder if I could get away with wearing jeans or having a haircut that I got in trouble for last year, because I don't technically work for you anymore. And she goes, they would still get you fired. I was like, yeah, I figured. Like, why push it? I found a happy medium in which I can work. You know, haven't had any complaints. Why? But I mean, besides the fact that I was talking to female coworkers, because God forbid, um, why rock the boat, you know? Um, like, I don't know if I can make it work for myself. Like, I don't need to be a firebrand. I can just be. Now that my major is officially changed, um, I wanted to look over the classes I had registered myself for, um, for the spring semester, see which ones are still necessary, which ones aren't, um, and see maybe if I could change some of them, because if I can make it work with my work schedule, that'd be that much better. Um, but that being said, if additionally I can change it so it doesn't affect my work schedule as much, I wonder if I could change my work schedule. Um, like, let's say, for instance, I have a Wednesday class that goes a little bit later than my Tuesday ones do. Right now, my schedule is I would start at 1 o'clock on Mondays and Wednesdays and 2 o'clock on Tuesday and Thursday. I wonder how easy it would be to switch my work schedule if I have to. Um, additionally, um, evening classes. If I was only taking, let's say it's English 101. If I was taking English 101 on a Monday evening, so I could take Education 101 on Tuesday morning, and I don't have to take Education 101 anymore, I'd rather, I would want to see if I can take English 101 on Tuesday morning, so I don't have to have an evening class, especially because a lot of classes are going back to in-person this coming semester, like some 70%. Um, that being said, just changing my work schedule in general, especially because I'm doing a winter semester this winter, obviously, um, because one of the classes that I need is only offered during the winter, which A, sucks because um, there's no financial aid for winter. B, um, the schedule is different. It's only from like 9 to 12. And I think it's still online. Um, and it's every day. So, you know, do I ask if um, I can change my schedule just for those three weeks? Like, that's ridiculous. Especially because who does that help? I mean, one of my groups just got taken from me because he's... Uh, getting tutored in a different subject on Thursdays, so that Thursday I have free, which means I don't know if I'm supposed to come in at 2 o'clock and then just not doing anything, 
or if I should come in at 240, which means I don't get paid for that period of time. Um, so like, I don't want to rock the, I said rock the boat again, but I don't want to like cause a problem just to fit my work schedule for three weeks, especially if I have, might have to do it again for the spring semester. Like I'd rather just grin and bear it and then like just do whatever. I actually had a conversation with a friend of mine. Um, one of our high school classmates was doing a fundraiser for his school and he posted on our alumni chat, you know, if the boys could come through, that'd be great. And I was very like, it just felt ick to me because yeah, we were friends in high school. I tried to hang out now and then after high school and never panned out. I was the only one making any sort of reach towards him. Um, and then we drifted apart. I stopped trying. He didn't start. And we drifted apart, which is fine. That happens. That can be the normal progression of a relationship in which neither party is investing effort. That being said, don't then try to use a non-existent closeness, especially for money, and then disregard it after you get it. We are no longer boys. That's fine. Don't pretend we are just because you want something. And then ghost again. Who is that helping besides for you? That is incredibly one-sided. And it's incredibly manipulative to try to use the bond that we might have once had yet no longer have if you ever had it at all i know i was friends with him i can't speak for everyone else in the grade to use it for a selfish gain and then neglect the two-sidedness of that relationship it felt very very gross to me i mean so much so that i used it in um one of my final projects for my creative writing class, which basically was to revise. We, we had three writing assignments for the semester and the final project was to revise them and put them all in one portfolio, so to speak. Now I got good grades on all three assignments, an A and two A minuses. So I made very minor tweaks to the two A minuses and sent it back to her. And, she's, and the professor says, that's not the spirit of the assignment. And I said, well, I got A's on them. And I don't want to change them too much because then you're going to lose the whole essence of what I was writing. Like, it's not being egotistical or being disrespectful, but I did a good job, undeniably, because you gave me a good grade. So why would I want to change it? Especially because I don't like the changes you're pitching, which I didn't say. Like one of them was about these two friends arguing about one of them getting asked out by the other's ex. And, you know, there's a whole conversation piece that had two, it had, you know, uh, monologues from either characters, um, or at least long diatribes. And the professor says, oh, well, what if, you know, uh, roommate B walks in on roommate A's date with the X? And I'm like, but that's the whole point that it was just an argument about a theoretical date that didn't even end up happening. So why would I write a scene where the date happens if the whole resolution 
banks on the date not happening. Like, the presser wanted me to completely, she essentially wanted me to write it the way she would want, she would write it. Or at least that's the way I understood it. And I'm like, that's not how, that's not how writing works. Like, if you send something to a publisher or an editor, they're not going to send it back with, oh, well, what if we turned it into a fantasy and they had a pet dragon? That's not what you wrote. Changing the essence of the, 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 the narrative, the plot, is not what I wrote. Or another one, we had a flash fiction piece. Um, and I, one of the ones I wrote was a voicemail from, uh, from someone to their spouse. Um, and like the twist is at the end, it's a plane crash. Like it's a voicemail. He's, you know, he's saying like, oh, I love you so much. This plane is going down, whatever. And she said something about, you know, he seems awfully calm. Now to me, it was pretty obvious that either he's dissociating and desensitizing himself or he's trying not to freak out. He's trying to get, convey his message of love or another one where, um, it was just a whole lot of, uh, like one where a teacher was trying to, she made a call into CPS for a kid who looked like he was being abused, um, and saw herself as the, the hero of the story, but completely jumped the gun and caused undue stress and made it worse than it would have been if she had done nothing. And the teachers, the professor was like, well, you know, why would, why are you writing it as if she's assuming they're bad guys? Like, cause I put in lines about, oh, they're the, obviously their, their shell's going to crack and they're going to let their real motivation seep through, or maybe they're going to go shoot up drugs in the bathroom. And she was like, why are you writing like this? Unless you're trying to paint her as an unreliable narrator. I'm like, maybe because I am, you're, you're seeing it from the perspective of someone who saw themselves as the hero of the story and saw uh, a non-existent crisis. Obviously they're an unreliable narrator. Like, why on earth do I need to change that? Or another one about someone who had a trauma happen to them and they were thinking about death and the possibilities, you know, why live when you can go to death, whatever. And I didn't put specifics about the trauma because as, to, to, in my perspective, the character thinking these thoughts about death and not wanting to live wouldn't want to think about details about the terrible trauma. But the professor says there's no specificity here. How is the reader supposed to know what happened? What trauma? What are you talking about? And I'm like, read the darn piece. Any amount of critical thought will tell you exactly what I'm talking about. Like, why is it so difficult? Why do I need to spell it out for you? It shouldn't be that difficult. Anyway, I ended up revising it with the notes she gave to the class as a whole. Not to the notes that she gave specifically to me. I cut down a little bit of the diatribe, which is... One of those she gave specifically to me um, in the the play. I put a little bit more specificity in, but not enough to change it. I don't know. I think I found a happy medium. I got A's on the original assignments. So if I get anything lower than a B, I'm not going to be happy. Um, so that being said, I'm kind of just... She was a good professor for the most part. It was just the revision part that was like, why am I changing something that's perfect? Why fix what isn't broken? Anyway. That'll be it for this episode. I'll see you next week, next season. 
Uh, follow me on Instagram at Simcha underscore Klein, S-I-M-C-H-A-K-L-E, uh, excuse me, wow, S-I-M-C-H-A underscore K-L-E-I-N. And on Twitter at Samander underscore K, S-A-M-M-A-N-D-E-R underscore K. And you'll hear from me next week.